Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome people to episode 298 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Matt Foster, and I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. And no, there's no in there. There's no in there. I'm gesturing to nobody, because that's usually where I gesture, where Ian is. He's never there, though, He's never he? there, but I do gesture to that way, not constantly, because that way... You're there, I'm here, and he will be there. This is terrible radio. Um, so, yes, he's not with us because uh, he's a very, very busy week with his sex change and everything. Um, <laughs> and then he, he had the, the horrible, horrible diarrhea. Uh, so. I don't know how much telling everyone this. Well, he, no, he, 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 probably, he probably won't. No. But, well, fuck it. We'll have to let it out if he wants. Oh, I just realised. What? Well, if Ian's not here and Ian's always the voice of reason, I have to be the voice of reason, don't I? Yeah, you do. Well, I'm a reasonable guy. Yeah, but like when you, whenever you go like too far, too far, a, Ian stops you. A, I don't think I ever do that. Well, you do. And B, I don't think there is a too far. Well, that that is that in and of itself is the issue that we have. So we establish you wrong. Um, so what have we got on this week's show? We have um, we have a couple of films. We're going already. That's all. Uh, so we have a couple of films already um, that we're going to cover. Uh, we're going to cover mid nineties, uh, John Hill's directorial debut. Uh, we're also going to cover Longshot, which we both saw. Um, Ian hadn't seen it, so we're going to cover it. What we're watching? Stop gesturing. But, He's uh, not there. He could be. He's, He's spirit. there. He's there in spirit. Uh, so we're going to cover long shot because we thought you know, we'll cover it as a, as a main review. Um, we're also going to give a, a little bit more of a detail to Guava Island, uh, the um, hero Maori film. Yeah. He, he, he the director. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, and to be honest, we decided we're not actually going to cover um, some of the what I've been watching because we were actually recording in just a couple of days for the 299 and so we're going to some more stuff about that. I might not have as much time to actually watch stuff for that. So we'll cover that. But with the fact that we're doing three more main reviews this week. Uh, um, so, a new not that I can think of? Sure, probably. I mean, there's a, I, think, I don't know whether we spoke about it last time, but it seems like the, um, the pricing structures for, um, what's it, Disney Plus? Will come out. Oh, yeah, it's going to be. Thousand pounds a day. No, it's um, going to be like around like seven dollars ninety nine or something like that. Which. A day. No, no, that, that's all. Which in pounds I think is about three hundred quid a week. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that that'd be quite quite reasonably priced there. Um, We're not having everything. Well, but we'll discuss that. Um, so, yeah. No news then? No news. I feel like there was. I feel like there was something that I saw the other day that I thought, ooh, talk about that. Was it Cannes? No. The first, the first wave of Cannes um, films have been announced, haven't they? And people have got anything to twist about stuff. I, I, I tend to avoid Cannes. What, I feel like they need to be Um... It's the they cans promised that by 2021, I think it was, mm. um, that um, female directed movies would have a portion of in competition of 50 50. 
um, and in competition so far I think it's been 50 and now it's 25 women or something like that so it, 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 it's kind of like the same look you've got a couple of years to get towards your goal that you set out and you're nowhere near it already we can't just nominate stuff for pure token events well that is a that is a thing but then the other the other point that you can and I, I agree with you, I agree with your point but you can also throw the other bit out of there is that Part of that is because not enough recognition is given to female film directors, so there's not enough female film directors being given work, etc. So there is there is a there's a there's a sway to it all, I would say. Yeah, of course there is. But if at this point there isn't enough yeah. of that caliber that that cameras would consider nomination worthy, mm. kind of nominate stuff for the sake of it, it just cheapens the whole enterprise. Well, it it does, but cheaper enterprise and cameras is a little bit. Let's face it, it's the fucking Coachella of movie festivals, isn't I it? I just feel like putting a specific figure on it is is just too it's just too tight. It is and you'll end up with some crap being nominated at some point just because it happens to be by a woman and it kind of fits the criteria. And then you know, what is the point in that? But it, it, it does seem a little bit a bit odd that you that you uh, that, that you put a specific number on it. Mm. Um, but then again I can it, it, it's a little bit of a minefield, I think, for it. There's a there's an element of damned if they do, damned if they don't about the whole enterprise with things like that, I think. Um, everybody would agree that, that, that there has to be more of a proportional representation within cinema, but it, it's also it's a very difficult space that you have to get into, I think. Yeah, of course it is, but I, I just feel like they're tackling it at the wrong end. You know, it's if women were given the opportunities in the first place to make the movies mm. that are of that caliber, then they would be getting nominated. Yeah. They're not not getting nominated because they're women. Mm. Yeah, it, it is. It, the, the, the root of the problem is that there probably aren't enough uh, what classic those uh, autos, autoristic um, filmmakers, mm. um, female filmmakers, in yeah. comparison to, to male filmmakers. There are, there are a number out there. But I think that it's the proportion isn't as as great, I would mm. say, and that is the kind of uh, filmmakers that can court. I won't even say courts. Um, well, yeah, the courts, but also actually um, appeals to etc. Yeah, it's the, 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 the sense of that. So I, so I, I, I it's not something that interests me. I, the, the, some of the films that are playing there interest me, etc. But as a festival, it's yeah, it's nah, it, it, it's bullshit. Like I say, the Coachella of music festivals, the movie festivals, <laughs> yeah. it's just nonsense. It's just a place now for people, for, for rich people to go and influence to go and pretend that they're movies for a fucking week. It's a yacht party, that's all it is, and it's nonsense. Um, it used to, it, it didn't yeah. be like that, but it's that one that really appeals to me to even go to, like if I had the opportunity, really. And I, you know, we, we both quite like. Arty-farty bullshit films, don't we? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. you know, film-wise, it's not that it doesn't, but just, yeah, not we're, the... We're going to talk about three today. Three. Arty-farty bullshit films. I don't yeah. think long shot probably counts as a, as an arty-farty. Well, depends what kind of art you like. <laughs> not art drawn by seven-year-olds in felt tips, so... Well, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she's a fucking lean already. I'm putting <laughs> the chicken on. I'm putting the chicken on. This is stuff we could have had on the Patreon here. 
This is marital gold, this is. You could have just not drawn attention to it and I could have put the bloody chicken on. You left, usually I have to filibuster with while you you're rocking things. You can chat shit all on your own. So, yes. Uh, yeah, that was new. We, 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 we didn't fucking just skirt over that. Trailers. What trailers have you been watching, Rebecca? Same ones as you, Mark. Well, fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go on then. What, 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 go on. What's, what's, what's caught your, your eagle eye? Cause you, uh, so... We looked and went to watch the trailers a few minutes in it and we'd say that we've missed out on anything like that. Um, and I asked you, do we have to watch the child's play one? And you said yes. What do you think? I don't know. I'm a little bit more intrigued in that it looks like it's kind of also going for the whole... Smart homes. Smart homes, aren't they? Fucking scary if they go wrong kind yeah. of situation. What if a maniacal toy doll control? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm kind of intrigued as fact if they'd just gone on the same thing as before that he was like, what is it? The child play is like possessed or something. No, but he's, he's. I think he's supposed to be like possessed by someone. I can't remember. I, I'm not sure no. if the first one is possessed. I'm not sure if it actually becomes possessed in like two or three, maybe. I think it's just a dickhead doll in the first. Is it? I think so. I, I can't remember. I'll be honest, I never really took to them. I see, I remember really quite liking them and um and the ones that were available at Rex. Was it three or four that was banned? Three was banned. Um but then obviously I never watched Bride of Chucky because that looked like a piece of shit. I like Bride of Chucky. That's why you like it though. Yeah, that's better. Nothing to do with the film. No, it's not. Gonna have to tell you all work. Um but I do remember quite liking them and at at the time actually when I first watched I watched First child play and Puppet Master. Yeah. At around about the same time. And I was one of those weird kids that had ceramic like porcelain dolls. Yeah, fucking creepy. Yeah, they, they were not in my room after I'd watched those two movies. I mean they're creepy without any of that. Well they are, yeah, but I kinda of got kept it and bought them and they were on a shelf. It's a bit of time time, It's a bit fucking tory, yeah, yeah. It is. But look where I grew up. So, um but yeah. Yeah, they were just they were they were gifted and they were on a shelf and they just kind of happily sat up there gathering dust and then I watched Child Play and, and Puppet Master. Get the fuck out! Yeah, they they went in the loft quite quickly. Yeah, I'm I'm more intrigued with the whole smart home thing. Yeah. Things like that 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 that's giving me more of a. I just my main thing with it is still the same as when we watched the first trailer. He's too old for his mum to be buying him a doll. But maybe that'll come out in more with the idea of it being a. Um, a weird little fucking thing that lives in your house that you tell it to turn a light and you go, okay, I'll go turn a light. That was weird. Oh, fuck you. Um, Dark Phoenix, the final trailer. I just, I don't know. The first trailer makes you look at it and go, what the hell is that? Yeah. Then the second trailer makes you look at it and go, ooh, okay, more interested. And then the third trailer makes you go, what? This looks like three different, Three trailers of three different movies. I just struggle to care. I think as a as a whole thing, I think maybe the X Men's just run its fucking course. I, to be perfectly honest, I definitely think the X Men's run its course. Yeah, I think that maybe this is a. I don't care about Jean Grey. I did care about Jean Grey in the first wave of the no. X Men, and and yeah, I really don't care about it in this one. Is she a throner? This one. Yeah. Is she? Yeah. No, main There's a lot of main throwers, though. There's like everyone's in that fucking TV show. Ever. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Fuck that shit. 
But yeah, it, I don't know. I'm just watching it. I'm like, I just, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's fair enough. I, I, do you know what? I I actually think that that Fox and Disney just don't care now. They're just looking at it going, that's a lot of money now. Can we just release it? Can we just release it? And if it makes some, it makes some. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Does seem a little bit like that. Yeah, I, just, I mean, to be fair, I haven't watched the most recent X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, I will give that a rego because I thought it was absolute garbage. Bobbins. Uh, it was Bobbins. He did describe it as Bobbins repeatedly, uh, <laughs> but no one really realised it. Um, yeah, and I do so, quite like the, the couple I'm, that I've seen where, they, where it's the younger versions. I've, I've quite quite enjoyed them, yeah. but I think maybe because I've not. And there's, there's some weird crossover time travelling shit in one of them in there. And uh, that's I don't know how they all tie well, into I, each I other. I didn't like the first one of this new wave mm. that everyone else really liked with Kevin Bacon and um, January Jones. Is that right? Or is that a part of January Jones was the lady out of the mouth. Yeah, she was in it, wasn't it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Good. So it wasn't a part of that. Good. Fucking hell. I mean, there may be a part of that. Jones. Okay. Yeah. Like, like they on my side I just I feel like to get bothered about that Phoenix, I'd have to rewatch like all the X Men movies. And I, I just don't care enough to do that. I don't care enough to make that amount of effort. I'm not watching all the rest. I might watch. Might watch. Uh, we will watch Apocalypse before Dark, uh, Dark Phoenix. Um, so. Which one's the big one that we need to talk about? Because there's two left. Which one's the big one? Let me take Well, one's big and shit, and one's big and good. So should we do big and shit first? Yes. Go on. So Star Wars. Yeah, it's... It's a shite trailer. It's not a great trailer, is it? No. no I'm... I thought this. I've watched it twice now. I didn't mind it as much the second time. I, I, I outright thought it looked like garbage the first time. Yeah. But I didn't mind it as much the second time. But Daisy Ridley just... She looks like she's literally half the size of she was in the first one. And she didn't look big in the first one. No, it's a little bit disappointing. It's a little fair. bit like Hollywood's taken her and gone, Ooh, you're popular now, yeah. What? Nothing. <laughs> oh, so, you, like, you like sandwiches here, now they're made with lettuce instead of bread. Yeah, it is, it's, it's a little bit like that. Like, yeah. Oh, where's craft services? Oh, it's down. I don't, it, it, the thing is, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sit here and just talk about what it is on the looks. Like, it's not based on looks, it's just, it's, 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 it's odd. It is odd, yeah. Yeah, but then, you know, she's a few years older, maybe it's just... Like a natural thing. Okay. Yeah, she won't, she won't put it back a bit She just looked like she'd eaten well, some quite in the last six months. Yeah, it's a bit... No. It's just a crap trailer. I do think it's a bit of a crap trailer. It does seem a little bit... It seems a little bit like a trailer that's gone. We get it. You didn't like The Last Jedi. But then there's a lot of people there going... I did. Yeah. If they're not the vocal ones, I did. Really. No, but then just don't fucking pander to the fucking basement while in virgins then. Exactly. Otherwise, that's what that is what's going to ruin Star Wars. 
I feel like there's going to be some some spectacular retconning going on. Yeah, I have a feeling that she is going to be a Skywalker. Yeah. The fact that it's called Rise, Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker and everyone else is dead. Yeah, but it, 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 it wouldn't surprise me if he comes back. He literally says in the fucking trailer, well, we're always there in some kind of capacity yeah. or some bullshit like Never that. Never really so. gone or something, is it? Never really Why gone. do they have him doing his Joker laugh at the end of the trailer? Like, he's saying something like inspiring and. Oh, that's not him, is it? No, it sounds like him. It Is sounds it? like him doing his, his joke a lot from um, when he's voiced. I thought that was supposed to be one of the smoke dude or something like that. Oh, uh, maybe. Bastards. Until he gets killed in all this, doesn't he? I don't fucking know. I can't either, really. <laughs> See, that's twice, I can't remember it. So I was thinking, oh, maybe they're referring to, like, Kylo with the Rise of Skywalker thing, but then he's a solo, isn't he? So, yeah. And... Unless it's he not Heifman. with Leia. Unless he's Heifman. I mean, he didn't even call Ben Solo, wasn't he? Yeah, but then when he changed it to Kylo, he might be called Kylo Solo Skywalker Solo. Kylo Ren Skywalker Solo? Yeah. I thought I don't think he is. Imagine <laughs> at the, the deep pole place. Getting the name changed without wearing his stupid Kylo Ren helmet. Yeah, they're good. That's too many names than just fucking having an emo wig out in there. <laughs> um, it's a bay. It's not! <laughs> Was that him with was that a, was that a lightsaber? Yeah, it was. Or was he signing his form? <laughs> oh, right, he's in. So, um yeah, so like it They don't mean that it's like whoosh noise, don't they? Yeah. Whoosh is So, um yeah, very odd. Um I don't know, I just <sighs> I want to be excited for it because I'm actually quite excited for it. Well, do you know what? I, the, the, the opening bit of it, where the, that, the music kicks in, it says, this Christmas makes me go, ooh, all right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And, and so I'm still excited for it because even as a, a non-Star Wars fan who isn't that bothered, I'm looking forward to going to see a Star Wars movie at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 I'm, I'm pretty cool with that. I like that. Mm. You know, I think Solo would be better received had it been released at Christmas. Release these fuckers at Christmas. They're, they're Christmas movies. Yeah, they, they are. Without being anything to do with Christmas. Exactly. Christmas I, think, I think that they missed a, a wee bit of a trick there. Um, it's like making a Harry Potter movie in summer. It's just not right. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck um, <laughs> So, Hobbs and Shaw. This looks like a fucking weird ride. It, it's going to be three hours long. It's going to make zero sense. It's basically like they've gone, right, these are the two best characters in the Fast and Furious. And we don't agree, by the way, Ben. Just, just point out there, Benny. Just in case he's listening. Well, he is. Yeah. So. <gasps> Movie news. Tomb Raider 2. Does that count? I'm really news? excited about that. The, 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 uh, let's see if it actually happens. Oh. You don't think it will? No. Why? Because I just don't. I think they released that Amy Jump had been hired to write a sequel to Tomb Raider, mm. and when it got literally zero fucking traction on um, social media, with the exception of a few people going, ooh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, they'll have gone. Oh, no, I hope they do. I, I hope they do. Um, it's an interesting choice of writing. So I, I thought they did, yeah. I, that. I don't know who she is. Um, she wrote a lot of the early uh, Ben Wheatley stuff. Cool. Kill list, 
Sightseers, Field of England, High Rise, Free Fire. Um, so yeah, Hobson Shaw. Yeah, it does look, yeah, like they've gone, you see, you threw my fucking trap there by pointing, making that noise box. Have I just remembered? Um, and yeah, it does look a little bit like they've gone, right, let's make Fast and Furious meets Tango and Cash. Mm. It goes a bit tangled and cashy at the end, and I like that. It looks, it looks a bit too buddy copy for me. It's a buddy cop movie, Rebecca. I know. It literally is a buddy cop movie. Right, you'd think it'd totally be something similar to Fast and Furious. No, I think they've gone for a buddy cop movie kind of thing. Yeah. It's going to be huge. It looks very entertaining. It looks very, very silly, and I think people forget how quite how silly the Fast and Furious movies are. No, they're super serious. I, I think that's a little bit where the last one went a little bit wrong. I think it made things, tried to make things a little bit too serious. Yeah. Whereas the previous ones were just a little bit stupidly earnest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, do you know what? I'll, I'll watch it because it's got Dwight Johnson in it, but... I'm a stare. I'm Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. We looked like a light. Sure, I'm a bit like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I, I, I don't know. It just this was an old trailer, like because they 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 think the first trailer is it they've been on one. Yeah, it's been the one. And that one, I watched it and went, oh yeah, I don't know what, yeah, fair enough. And then this one's just like, oh, this looks a bit silly. I don't I know how much silly. silly I can put up with. Yeah, I want silly. Yeah. I want silly. Yeah. Yeah. Fair I'm I'm down with silly. We're going to get all the serious me out of Endgame, so I'm, I'm fine with this bit silly. In a way, though, that you're saying, oh, I've got Endgame and that's going to be really serious, it's a fucking Marvel movie, and everyone's like, oh, I don't know whether I can emotionally cope with this movie. Yeah, I'm a little bit like, um, well, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, but, but it's cool that people are connecting with, with things that well. Like that, that's pretty amazing. I'm just very worried about where things go from, from there, but that's a story for another day. Um, so, yeah, tell us. That's true, isn't it? I think so. Yes. Fuck it, why not? Yeah. Should we move in? Now, what would you like to call her, Rebecca? Would you like to call Guar Island, Longshot, Midtown? Longshot. I'll let you get your, your ranting over the other one in. I'm a rant. Yeah. I'm a rant. I'm not a ranty person. You are a ranty person. Um, so, Longshot is a romantic comedy, apparently. You see, you think it's a rom-com, don't you? I'm not sure. But yeah, I think it probably is. So let's go with that. <laughs> Long shot, it's a romantic comedy. Uh, directed by uh, Jonathan Levine. Uh, written by Daston Liz Hanna. Uh, stars Seth Rogen, Charlie Theron, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Um, Andy Serkis, uh, Ralph Patel, June Diane Raphael. And then you have people like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Shear, Boyz Tamen. Bob Odenkirk and <laughs> uh, Randall Park turn up. Uh, so, what's the, the story of the film? Charlie Theron uh, plays Charlotte Field. She's Secretary of um, State and she is looking at launching her presidential campaign when uh, the president decides that he wants to move on to something bigger uh, than the presidency. Uh, so, he's going to so be a movie star because he's a TV <laughs> star before he was president and he thinks that that's the logical next step to moving up there um, 
he will endorse her um, and so she goes off on a trip of she to essentially to drum up uh, a bit of popularity around bit of popularity, but also as well yeah. a bill that she's trying to get people to sound to an environmental bill that she's got and at the same time she happens to run into Fred Flasky, Seth Rogen's character who she used to babysit when she was a kid and he had a massive crush on her and he's just being fired from his job as a journalist. He hasn't fired his leave, doesn't he? His job as a journalist because he refuses to work for uh, Andy Serkis's character, who takes over it, who basically is Rupert Murdoch, isn't he? Yes. There's a lot of that. Uh, and they essentially form a bit of a connection, don't they? Um, what I would say here is... Oh, Alexander Skarsgård's in it as well, isn't he? Um, yeah. What I would say here is it's a shirt on there, which is just disappointing. Anyway, <laughs> um, well, Seth Rogen takes his shirt. I know that's been lost. Well, we know you're listening, Seth, but not all of us think it's lost. <laughs> um, out of the two of us, um, I am by far, and if Ian was here, out of the three of us, I would say that I am by far um, the biggest. Rom-com fan, I. Yeah. Uh, you're not a fan of the genre, are you? Whereas I am a huge fan of the I genre. I don't mind good ones, yeah. but you're just very forgiving of them. Oh, yeah. So even if they're shit, you yeah. think they're good? No. As long as they've got like a bit of heart or some Not good as such. I, I find them entertaining. I find I can take something from them. I find, them very, I find rom-coms very, very watchable. Yeah. Um, and I think the good ones are often underrated because they're seen... Those just wrong cops. For instance, When Harry Met Sally is one of the smartest movies I would say ever made. Um, but it's never seen as that because it's, it, it's seen as a wrong cop. Yeah. And then you have other things thrown in, like Pretty Woman thrown in as a wrong cop. It's not a wrong cop, it's practically a thriller. Um, so, just stuff like that. So, uh, long shot, what did you think going into it? Because you weren't as convinced with it. Um, it's, I mean, it's not anything that I would have normally gone and seen in the cinema if we haven't had preview tickets. So, you know, it, it was a bit odd. And it was it was, it was was quite a nice novelty, actually, going to see something that I assumed was going to be this light, breezy rom-com at the cinema. Because mm. normally we go and, you know, we, we pick and choose fairly carefully what we watch because the time's at a premium and stuff, isn't it? So, like... It, <laughs> It was, you know, I was, I was quite, I was really looking forward to it going in, but I wasn't particularly convinced it was going to be any good. Yeah. Um, it's a really fucking odd film, and I can't put my finger on why, but it's just a really odd film. Something feels a bit, like, out of whack about it. There's some really, like, I don't know, I, I don't know whether it's because it's Charlie's Theron and you don't really kind of, she really doesn't do zany very often, does she? Goes far zany. She has points though, where she's where she like kicks back, and it's a bit like. Oh, that's a fair enough comment. Yeah. You know, she's she's quite serious. Yeah, I think I think you'd say serious. And and putting her in this, it just feels a bit like, huh? That's an odd choice. And you kind of look at the two of them and think. Like, did they even know each other before this? This is a strange pairing. Just even just of actors to act opposite each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, I can see why I do it, yeah. But yeah, I mean, over, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I really did enjoy it. But I came out of it just thinking, huh, <laughs> that was weird. Fair enough. But good. Yeah. But weird. I had a blast with it. Yeah. Um, I, I, you've already kind of got me on side with Seth Rogen. Um, I find him very likeable screenplays. I like the fact that he a little bit, even though it is in here, he a little bit has dropped the everything's got to be about weed thing. Oh, apart from when he's at the airport and he empties his pocket. Yeah, there is that. But there is, there is nods to it within this. Um, and I know one of the things Ian didn't like the trailer, one of it he said was, I don't like the fact that he's dressed like that, but it's actually, it's referenced in the, how he dresses is referenced numerous times in the movie by himself and by a lot of people around him. I do feel, though, that at some point they'd have made him get, even just some jeans and a fucking pod shirt would look better than what he's wearing. It, it goes on too long. They would they would have dressed him. Right? Yeah, so maybe, and I can maybe maybe see that, yeah. So he's, just a point is that he's hired by her to go on this tour as a, essentially like a speech writer. Yeah. Um, and so that's why they rekindle their connection they previously had. Hmm. Um, so I like Seth Rogen and I I did in and out with Charlize Theron mm. um, she can I find sometimes she can be quite abrasive I think that's her as a person can be quite abrasive she's got a bit of a reputation for it yeah and um, but in this but also well, like you said after you watched it she's actually a very good actress um, yeah. and in this she's very good and she deals with comedy really quite well she doesn't have that thing of a lot of times where you get Actors that are more perceived to be serious actors yeah. um, can come across mildly awkward sometimes doing comedy. I don't think Charlene Farron has the inner to even feel awkward. No, she's an incredibly confident woman, isn't yeah. she? Um, fair play to her. She'll let me write it. Yeah, she, she does. Um, but it's not as. The trailer makes out like it's going to be an awkward cringe fest throughout the entire thing, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's not that at all. No. It, it's it's also quite a sweet love story it within sweet, it. Yeah. It's not a um, you you believe the the relationship they build together. Um, you you believe in it. You believe that it's actually yeah. Because you would look at it and say, well, how could that fall in love with that is a thing? But then you look at it and you go, oh, but that's that. Seth Rogen said that. You yeah. Know, that. Um, that he felt really awkward just stood next to her because she's just like amazing. He said, um, but within the relationship of the movie, you absolutely believe that they could. Believe that they could. Yeah. Um, and that, that's really good. It's also, as I've said to you previously, it, it has references to both Bruce Springsteen. It does. Um, quite extensive reference to Bruce Springsteen. Uh, and it has reference to Paulie Shaw in it. So very much gets me with both of those. I was smiling <laughs> a lot. I also, we can't remember the exact joke, can we? We can remember almost all of it, but I laughed an awful lot at a joke that nobody else in the cinema laughed at. Yeah, I wish I could remember what it was. Uh, yeah, so basically, um, throughout the, 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 the film, um, people sort of catch glimpses of what is essentially Fox on TV, don't they? And there's Paul Shaw and I can't remember who else it is are on this 
Paul Shah, uh, Kurt Brownhall, and Claudia O'Doherty. Um, and the sort of like anchors, I suppose, or whatever yeah. it is on this show. Um, and they're talking about whether or not a woman has the. Is it the. Whether or not women are too emotional to be president. Yeah. And they're going to speak to. I can't remember one of them, but it's Brett Ratner. Is it Bill Cosby? No. No, it's Brett Ratner and. Piven. Jeremy, Jeremy Piven, Brett Ratner, and somebody else. And I, it fucking creased me. I wish I remember who it was, yeah, but it absolutely creased me. I couldn't stop laughing. Um, and there was a few moments like that. Um, but also, you've got as well the um, the revelation of where somebody who's close to um, Seth Rogen's character reveals that he's a Republican. <laughs> Yeah. And that scene's fantastic. Yeah, his friend, yeah. Yeah, it, it's such a great scene, but they're having this argument about who's a Republican, why he's a Republican, and just say that he, he basically, it's... It, it's like really ashamed to it's admit pointing it. out the, um, the, what is it, the... It's very much pointing at the right at the moment, and Republicans at the moment, and saying, look at what the fucking you're doing, because the president is very much... Based on, based on Trump, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but then it does flip it on the other side as well, doesn't it? And start pointing the finger and going, "Hang on a minute, you need to fucking chill out and stop thinking you're constantly right all the time." Yeah, that's that, that's why that's people. that's what the problem is. Yeah, you constantly think you're on the right side of of, of, of morality, and maybe you're not. Yeah. And that anybody who is this is evil. Is evil. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a... There's a good bit that. And he's sort of like, he's all ashamed and awkward. He admits that he's also a Christian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Why, why do you think I'm walking on the cross on? Uh, you thought it was because black and in a gang, didn't you? Like, <laughs> I, how, how am I the bad guy who is now a racist and a xenophobe? <laughs> You're the Republican. It's yeah. It it's a really really good romantic comedy. It is yeah. It's really good fun, and it's like you say, it's got a, it's got a really sweet yeah. love story at, at the core of it. Uh, June Dan Raphael also steals pretty much every scene she does. <laughs> She's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she plays the uh, yeah, basically her assistant. Yeah. Uh, who does not like Seth Rogen at all and doesn't hide it in any way at all. Didn't even try. Does she? The bit where she's got a selection of of like, like slides almost and saying we ask people Oh god yeah. How would you feel if a super attractive person started for a day yeah. this very really young person? <laughs> various matches. Yeah. <laughs> it did not go down well. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's that. Um and it, it's you won't go too much of it because it, it, it hasn't actually come out anywhere no. yet. Uh, but it's a thorough recommend for me. It's a definitely, definitely not shit. Uh, and we did do a poll, but I realised it hadn't come out after I put out the poll. Uh, sorry, Ian put out the poll. Silly Ian. Silly Ian. Um, so, uh, yeah, there was that. So I will actually just check and see what the poll came out with. Results of the lines. Uh, Three votes. Yeah. <laughs> Strong voting there, yes. Uh, definitely not shit, 67%, and touching cloth, 33%. Yeah. 
I can see that, to be fair. I, I really enjoyed it. I can see why people... Well, uh, but yeah, so I'm definitely not shit. Um, and I, I think Stan's is actually one of my films of the year, but then again, we have the four months of the year. So. Really? Four months of the year, Rebecca. There's not been that much out yet. Still. At the moment, it's in my top ten. I've only seen, what, 14 movies this year. <laughs> <laughs> this year, so, you know. I'm sure we've seen more than 14 movies. You drink it. Lemonade. You do lemonade. You don't like lemonade. I can have lemonade. No, you can't. Actually, no, I'm probably not allowed lemonade at me. We've got a flea Yeah. So, what do we do next? Do we do Guava Island next? Yeah, let's, let's get Guava Island out of the way. Guava Island, yeah. Guava Island, yeah. Guava Island is a musical film directed by Hiro Murari. Uh, it's his directorial debut of feature. It's about five minutes long. Yeah, you're right. I would say I would say you have to be very minimum sixty-five minutes. I'd say seventy-two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure, people agree with me, but they're wrong. So um, yeah, it, it, it's very much a, a Donald Glover enterprise. I think he stars in it. He wrote um, part of the script. I don't know about the screenplay. He wrote the story, uh, and Stephen Glover uh, wrote the script. Is he his brother? He is the older brother of Donald Glover. Um, yeah, start Donald Glover, Rihanna, uh, Letitia Wright, Nunso, uh, and Zosie. Uh, I'm guessing these are all people from Atlanta, not the place Atlanta, but well, they might be. Uh, but the, the TV show Atlanta. I don't, I've never seen it. I haven't seen it, no, apparently it's very, very good though. Um, and again, people say that about anything to do with Donald Glover. Uh, but it might be very, very good. Um, <laughs> is what I will say there. So Guava Island, but I'm going to let you go to the sauce of this one, Rebecca, while I go get myself a drink, because this is why you're dying. Um, it's not really my plan. Um, but yeah, but basically Donald Glover wants to put on a, a music festival to, to basically give the, the people on the island that used to be a paradise, but now it's become industrialised and it's basically like a feeder country for the products for the states and he just wants to give them basically a good time something they can all get behind something they can all enjoy um and there's people aren't happy about it because they fear that it'll damage productivity and sort of try and sabotage it basically yeah yeah that's 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 pretty true um that was intensely really i didn't expect to be doing that well there you go um, so what did you think, Guavran? Basically, this kind of like just yeah. arrived, didn't it? And it literally yeah. arrived straight away, just straight on. So what is it? I think it's actually all interestingly enough. I just want to check this fact before I start spelling it out as, as being true. So I'm gonna waffle on for a little bit, but I'm just quickly checking. That's really unlike it. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, I'll just say, because um, it's in 4 3, isn't it? Ratio, aspect ratio. And I've seen if what it was shot on, but it wasn't shot I on. don't know, it's these things. I'm what not was. a nerd like you. Um, so, anyway, continue. Wow, that was it. I've run the synopsis. No, but you think of it. Um, I can see why people would not like it, but 
I, I actually, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's incredibly earnest, and it's so very convinced that it's, it's got a super important message and stuff like that. And you know, the, the intention of it maybe it does. It, it feels a bit shallow. Um, partly probably because it's only fifty-five minutes long and it can't really dig very deep into anything, but. You know, if you want to make it with a, with a message and try and do that whole thing, then if you can't do that in 55 minutes, make it longer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, I did really like it. I really enjoyed it. And I will give it another watch because I'd like to, um, I'd like to sort of, I'd, I'd like to see if it's, it's different or you notice more or it makes more sense or whatever on, on rewatch. But, um, I don't know, really. there's not really an awful lot to say about it. It's a weird one, isn't it? Um, in the sense that, as I said to, to, to yourself about it, it, it's a vanity project. Yeah, it, it feels a bit like a vehicle for Donald Glover to be Donald Glover rather than a film. Yeah, it, it, it does feel, a, it, it, it's very much a vanity project. And like I was saying to Bex there, it, it, after he watched it, is when Prince did a vanity project, it was at least entertaining. And this isn't not entertaining, but I suppose like like anything like, like this, it it all depends on how into the musician you are. Yeah. But none of this is new material, I don't think. I think all of it is existing material. Mm. Um, and again, he was lauded for the um, This Is America video. And I watched it loads of times, go, watching it going, Am I missing something? What am I missing here? <laughs> it's fine. It's not instantly the greatest music video ever. It's not, I, it wasn't this cultural milestone for me. It was just a music video. And then he does it in this. Yeah. And it's not it even feels as really impacted. And it yeah. feels shoehorned. It feels like, oh, yeah. right, this again? It feels a little bit like they've gone, oh, yeah, 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 you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, maybe. You got, that's, that's a super popular song that you did, that's going to be in it, though, right? Well, like, it doesn't really, really fit, but, like, I guess we could put it in. Do you know what I mean? It, it just feels like it's there as um, the a recognisable. Yeah, the scene it's in was entertaining enough. Without it. No, it was entertaining enough oh, with, 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 with the song. Yeah. But you watch it going... We've seen this before. Yeah. Why am I watching it again? Yeah. That, that felt a little bit... I mean, bit I guess off. it kind of fits in with the story of, of this island is, is as, it, as it is because they're basically being treated as, like, a factory to provide a miracle or stuff. Yeah, that, 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 that's fine, but... I, Again, I don't, I don't think that that came across enough. There wasn't enough digging to do that. Yeah. Um, also, as well, it, the other main thing, not main thing, the thing that kind of just baffled me a little bit is you're making what essentially is a musical. Yeah. Because it's a musical, right? But only he's allowed to sing. Fine. Okay. I don't think you'd really count it as a musical. He happens to be putting on a music festival, but... There's music, there's, there's songs oh, yeah, literally dotted yeah, all the way through it. There is, yeah. It's a fucking, it's, it's a musical, right? Yeah. 
So, musical. Only he's allowed to sing in it, though. Mm. Right? Again, fine, it's a little bit. <laughs> Alright, let some of the others have a go. Yeah, just when you've got but, a um, But then, why cast then Rihanna? And have her not sing, but just walk around looking bored. <laughs> she does look properly bored. Yeah. <laughs> like she's signing up, she's going and go, I don't know what I want to sing. And she's going on, um, oh no, only I get to sing. <laughs> and she's going, ah, I kind of want to sing, because that's kind of a thing, that's what I do. That's and he's gone, no, I sing. And she's gone, Right, but what do I do when he's gone? And he's just gone, just, there you go, there's some weed. Go to that, and we'll shout you when we're ready. And it felt a little bit like that. She looked really bored. Maybe she was bored because she wanted to have a thing. Yeah, that's what I think happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's 55 minutes long, because Harold Mowry did a lot of, what is it, like, there was like 20-odd minutes of her singing, and Donald Glover went, no, no. Nope. <laughs> we had this conversation, I sing, and walk around without my shirt on constantly. He does do that a lot. Yeah. He does. He, he does, doesn't he? He walks around without his shirt an awful lot. Yeah. Not even just in this movie, in general, he seems to like being shirtless. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. But it, 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 I look at it and go, there's certain guys you can go, yeah, if I were you, I'd walk around shirts all the time. <laughs> but Donald Glover's not one of those guys. And this isn't a criticism. All power to the guys for it. But it is a little bit like, you could put on that shirt up. Just saying, you could put on the shirt up. Well, maybe he just likes to be shirtless. Yeah, that's a bit... It's a bit douchebaggy, though, isn't it? It's a bit douchebaggy. It's a little bit douchebaggy. I'd go far as to say, it's a lot douchebaggy. He's walking around without a shirt carrying a guitar around just, just generally. He is literally the worst douchebag. He's the guy when you go camping that sits down and you go, oh, fuck, he's going to fucking sing. And you can fucking bet he would have sound. He's like, fuck you. Stop just, stop just, stop sitting down at our fucking camping weekend and thinking that you're going to fuck everyone's girlfriend. It's boring. <laughs> but at least you know that the music, it wouldn't just be like an Oasis cover. I don't know, I reckon he'd sit down and cry and try and do a do a funky version of Cast No Shadow and then do that wide-eyed look thing that he keeps on doing throughout it where he stops, pushes himself forward and opens his eyes really wide. And then do another one of those dancing with his arms like that. What? Did you find out you put that on Twitter? He does no, that a lot. I'm not doing that. He does that a lot, doesn't he? Doesn't he? He does, yeah. But it's like a traditional dance, though. I it? don't believe that, though. <laughs> I just don't. Why would you know? Why, why, why would you know all the traditional African dances? I don't. But I, I just, I, right, A, doesn't, why do you have, why do you have to do it? Maybe he just, he that's fine. Like it really shows off his, that's, that's great. You know. His chest, probably. Chest, I, I do think it's whether or not you can cope with it. If you like Charles Gambino, you're probably going to love this. But for me, it's just, I didn't dislike it. I just, A, don't see the point. B, Rihanna's bored. But not every film has to have a point. But and there's loads of stuff that's made just for entertainment. That's value. fine, but this won't even that entertaining. Well, I don't, I don't agree with you. That's fine, that, that's fine. And I, again, I, I think that 
people. It's saving grace. It was fifty-five minutes long. I just don't think it was ever gonna be for you. This is why I was stunned when I asked you if you wanted to watch it, and you said yes. Yeah. Wanted to go. I did, and I, again, I didn't hate it. I give it three out of five on Letterboxd because I wasn't. I was no. I was never as bored as Rihanna was, but <laughs> I was never as into it as Donald Glover was. Yeah. I was somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. You're Leticia Wright. No, because again. She know what to do. Didn't she you? didn't have a lot to do. She was basically there to shout at her kid so that Rihanna could look at her and go, Maybe I don't want to. Yeah. But even that doesn't make sense. Why? She wants to get off the island, but he's stuck there because he loves the island and sees all the what is it, and he wants to just do everything for the island. But then she falls pregnant, and he's like, I don't let her tell him because he's such a free spirit, and I don't let her push him away. What? Not away from the island. It's a small fucking island. Yeah, that would be awkward, wouldn't it? I just don't think he'd be the kind of guy to go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you what? <laughs> <laughs> Not Demi. He goes over there. <laughs> literally, 100 metres this way, because it's quite a small island. Yeah, literally, I'm just going to be over here. <laughs> away to me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm. It's definitely not shit. Yeah. Without question. It's definitely not shit. It's just not for me. No. You don't like no. Donald Glover? No, no, I don't. I find him far too pleased with himself. Yeah, so I think you were never going to like it. A vanity project by someone that you already think is super vain yeah. is not is not going to do it for you, is it? No. But I gave it a go. Yeah, you did, yeah. And I didn't hate it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. What? <laughs> I just I, I don't know why you I don't know why you watched it really. Because if we don't give things a go, well yeah, everybody goes on about our mate Donald Glover. Do you know what? I need to give him a go and see if I'm just missing something. Yeah. I'm not there, Rihanna. Been just bored. Oh. But everyone else going, genius in here. We're going. Yeah, I want to play the genius. Yeah, so there we go. Next. Go, go, go. Go, 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 go. Right, um, mid-90s. Uh, it's a, a period piece set in the... That's mid-90s. terrifying. Yep. It is uh, written and directed by Jonah Hill. Shot on 16 now in uh, 133. Shot on 19 years ago. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, the mid-90s, like 25 years ago. Yeah, it, that, that is how time works. That's scary. Yeah. Um, stars uh, Sonny Soljic, uh, Luke Hedges, uh, Nikel Smith, uh, Gio Garcia, uh, Orlan Prennett. Um, we'll go over the names of the actual characters as we get further into it. Um, so, what is it about? Set in the mid-90s... Um, Sonny Soljic plays uh, Stevie. He's a 13-year-old kid who lives in the suburbs of um, Los Angeles. Uh, he has a, you'd say not a great home life. His older brother, played by Luke Sedges, is a bully. 
um, even mum, a bit like Captain Waterstone, is seems alright together enough to what is it? There's no real, she's not a broken woman or anything like that, no. is she? Um, but she's a single mum who seems to like the company of men, but not overly like the company of men. I think there's it's almost a hinting that she might be a prostitute. I don't think so. I don't know. I think there's a hinting. She's a game girl. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so he's he's trying to find a little bit of. Stevie's trying to find a little bit of himself and trying to find a place where he fits. Yeah. Um, he happens to see uh, some kids skateboarding. Um, and so goes into the skate shop and ends up kind of just hanging out until they're noticing and then forges a, a friendship with three other skaters um, Ruben, Ray, and Buckshit. And fourth grade. And fourth grade, of course, yeah. yeah. Fourth grade, yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, so he ends up forming a friendship with those guys through skateboarding and this kind of gives him a little bit more confidence to build from there and start sort of helping him through his shitty life to the other side and he starts getting heavily into the skateboarding scene that he kind of builds from from there. Um, weirdly, you know, the fundamental thing there is in the mid-90s I was not 13, 14 years old and I was into skateboarding. Yeah, I, 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 when I was watching it, it was, it was a bit weird because I was thinking, like, I bet you were like that. Like, literally, if you saw someone doing something, you thought, that looks fun, that looks kind of cool. I'm just going to fucking teach myself to do it. Injuries be damned. Yeah. Can you smash your fucking face in on a curb? Yeah, I've got a bit of tooth there. Yeah. Bridge there. That's scary, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I just feel like you were probably like that. Yeah. Uh... So what, you, what is really interesting about this is it is very much a period piece. But I'll, I'll get into to, to my feelings of why it's it's a period piece rather than a movie set in the 90s. Which makes no sense, but I, I have logic behind that. Okay. Um, can we go that now? Yeah. Right, rather than what I said. So my logic behind that is you've got a lot of... There's a lot of movies being set in different time frames. Yeah. Recently. So for instance, you've got uh, Captain Marvel. Was set in the mid nineties as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was very much look, look, blockbuster, and look, mm-hmm. and it was very much pointing at nostalgia stuff. This isn't just set, yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, there's references, but they don't feel there's, like the references, in there. but there's not close ups to it. No, and it's, there's not there a guy. A bit where she goes, oh, it's blockbuster, like you want to hit the movie. But that's that's a reference thing, yeah. like, like the Disman thing. It's not the Disman, you know. Oh, it is amazing. You can walk around and you have all of these 13s. So there's not a, oh, fucking look how quaint they were kind of thing. It's just these are the... It's just really nice. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you're what, right there. That, that, that's what I liked about it. That's why I think it's more of a period piece rather than me with it just set in the 90s. It was casually in the 90s yeah. rather than so in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of the actual film itself? I really loved it, actually. And I, I didn't think I was going to I was convinced by it at all from like premise or the trailer or anything um i was like well you know what yeah i'll watch it as a curiosity because it's jonah hill in the directs and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um sorry you just looked a bit confused when i said it um 
so like just just for pure pure curiosity value to see what he could do um i was interested to see it but i want i didn't think i was going to particularly like it yeah and i really did i think the the relationship building in the movie is really really skillfully done um and given that it hinges completely on that it, you know it, if, if it hadn't done that well it'd have been it'd have been shy. Yeah, but it, it really does, and you really believe that these these kids kind of adopt them into their little group, and like when she goes to shout at them, the mum goes to shout at them at the skateboard store after he yeah. cuts his head. No, no, after he gets drunk. Ah, uh, yeah, after he gets drunk, um, and they're all just they all kind of just close ranks. That yeah. it, it it is it's authentic. It feels authentic. Yeah. Um. And I think I think all the cast did really fucking well as well, given that it's a majority really young cast. Well, and majority they're, they're not they're not seasoned young actors. They're amateur. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're new actors. Yeah. Amateur actors because they've just been in the fucking <laughs> a movie that's, that's, that's played you know tip plus like that. Yeah. So there's that, and I, I, yeah, I, I absolutely uh, agree, agree with that. It's there's a for start off. Doing your making an idea have it shot on sixteen mm. mil is um, gives a really t- unique. It, it showed that it's Johnny's thought about it. Yeah, and I think it does. It does add to the to the tone of the movie. Yeah, and that whole um, it's very easy now um, to, to make for um, for skaters and things like that to. To, to get their word out there and make it because I'm holding my iPhone here. I, I literally have in my hand right now that goes around everywhere with me a 4K yeah. video recorder. Mm. But it wasn't, you know, skaters got a reputation of made names by having, you know, videotapes yeah. that were recorded. And fourth grade, uh, the character in it is constantly walking around with a video camera mm. recording all these things. But they recorded this and these tapes were then duplicated and sold around, giving people this is how skating. It, it was a whole a subculture, yeah, yeah. That, that was brought out between this, and so to kind of to, to feed into that and to get a feel of that, mm. having it shot on that and, and shown in that format, I think is a really is a really cool idea. Um, you're right; it is all based around the the relationship between these these kids uh, that range from sort of thirteen up to sort of like seventeen, eighteen, yeah, and how. They're they're imbued with a they're seen as the the skirts of society. Mm. You know, he comes from a he's not from a well-off family, but he's from a very he's not from a, a poor family. No. But these kids, you get the idea that, that for instance, Buckshit isn't from a poor family. He's from a fairly well-to-do family. Yeah. It's not outright said, but that's very much the feeling you get. Whereas Ray. Um, Fourth grade and Ruben are clearly from very poor yeah. upbringings, and that, actually that's the ones that put that you pointed out. These guys, what is it? Mm. And so they, they straight away they have a, a kinship for each other, and they look after each other, and they're a it's we look after our own, we take care of our own kind of thing. Mm. And there's a there's some great shots in the prison shot where they're, they're skating down the highway, and we just have a yeah. stopped camera. Yeah, where the camera is just just on the floor, 
but it's facing up a hill yeah. and they're just skating down towards it, all of them with, with loads of traffic at either side. Mm. It's a wonderful shot, that. Yeah, it it's is. a really nice shot. And then all the moments that are around it, 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 it gets the emotional beats really, really well. Yeah. It plays them out really well. It doesn't go over the top. There's no outright screaming on it. You know, Catherine Watson, what is it? You know, I think the only... Weirdly, that the only one who, who wobbles a little bit is Lucas Hedges. Mm. I think sometimes he's not quite... He's not quite up to the level of, of, of the other guys are. And that's saying stuff, because Lucas Hedges is a good actor. Yeah. Um, but Sully is, is, is really very good. And Mikel Smith, Ray, I think he's fantastic. You know, he, oh, yeah. He's... Yeah, he's really uh, you look at it going... It's the sort of movie where you can see all of these guys... A, little, a few of these guys are going to have, this is going to be a breakout for them and then go on to more stuff. Yeah. Mikel Smith, I think, is one of those ones where he's going to go on to, he's going to be in a lot. You know, like, um, what's his name? Shit. From Get Out. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. yeah. He's broken out from that. You know, yeah. he was very, very good and Oscar nominated in, in Get Out. And then he was fantastic in Widows. Mm. In a very different role. Yeah. Um, Do you know what you mean about Lucas Hedges? Because it is a movie of very understated performances. Like it, they just they just behave like people behave. Yeah. And Lucas Hedges is a bit over the top of points. Yeah, it is. He feels a little bit like the one who's maybe out of sync with with it all a little bit. Those are the ones that it does feel like. All they do basically is they're just they're not bad kids. But I think you're kind of supposed to get the vibe off him that. Obviously, because he's quite a bit older, isn't he? Yeah. Um, that maybe the mother, who seemed fairly stable now, wasn't so wasn't much when he was. Stable, yeah. So he's maybe. I think he's supposed to get the. the de- like he's been through some more shit than. There's a resentment yeah. there. To, to yeah. know what is it? I think also, well, I think you get. Um, another great thing is there's a there's a certain level of authenticity towards it. Mm. So even going back to something like, um, you can go back through the majority of. American coming of age or even American sex comedies. Uh, one thing that's always prevalent in them is the house party. Yeah. And you always look at it and go, that isn't what house parties are like. Yeah, yeah. Um, there isn't, for our start off, there isn't, like, that the entire fucking house isn't filled. I've been at a lot of house parties and only a handful where the entire house has been filled with people. Yeah. It does happen occasionally. Yeah. But majority of them are a couple of, like, a, a room where there's a few people in just getting a little bit drunk of it. Yeah. It does that really well, isn't it? There's yeah, a house it party yeah. and there were literally, like, four people there. Yeah. There's another one later on when there's more people there. But it, it gets over that quite, that, that idea quite well. Yeah. That there's that well. there. Um, and him getting drunk and starting drinking, but that he's dealt with really quite well it's, it's, a, it's a very much a film where everything that happens feels like it could happen in that way you know? it yeah. feels like it's pushed beyond a limit and you do see this kid growing but also just getting into a rage point where as he grows more confident he, he, he realises that he can't that he's so powerless to change his his situation yeah and he yeah. ends up just exploding it mm. Yeah. But then the, 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 the most we explores the people who've always got his back is these kids. Yeah, yeah. I think it's quite a nice touch having um, fourth grade 
movie that he's been shooting throughout the movie. Mm. Obviously, it's they've been through some shit by the time it gets to the end yeah. of the movie, and it does feel a bit heavy by that point. Like, you know, this is this is a lot. And then the last bit of it is them showing this movie, and obviously, it's the good bit that yeah. happened earlier in the movie before stuff got really serious or in between all these serious bits and it's just them having fun together and, and stuff like that. That's that's a really nice Yeah, the good touch about it is is the fact that they always they're always mocking about fourth grade throughout yeah. it. Uh, and and mocking saying that he wants to be a wants to be a filmmaker. Yeah. And then when he starts showing the movie it's really fucking good. Yeah yeah. But as well also it deals quite well with Things like there's a conversation where they're talking about race. Yeah. Where you've got just these these kids where you've got, you know, kids from different ethnic backgrounds, mm. and they're asking each other questions about what it's like to be. The other. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's asking stupid questions like when fourth grade asked the question of, so, as a black person. Do you get sunburned? Like, of course we do. He's like, yeah, I'm starting to think that's a stupid question to ask, as I said it. Can we just rewind and ignore that? I said that. I'm like, no, and you can't at all. Yeah. And the, but there's moments like that. And I was reading the thing about um, the... Uh, uh, Johnny Hill was, was... When they watched it, when he watched it back, he was worried about the use of the word faggot in it. Yeah. And said... Man, I, I don't like this. Should we? I was thinking about, I was talking to Scott Rudin uh, and saying, I'm thinking about doing another scene, inserting another scene in there where we'll talk about. Because none of these kids, these kids aren't homophobic, but they have no problem with that. They're not racist, there's no racism, there's no homophobia, anything like that. They're, they're, they're good kids. Mm. Um, and you know, there's a moment within the film where they're talking to a homeless guy. Yeah. And they're just asking the homeless guy questions about, you know, Escape, Why you yeah. know what what's happened? You know, what should we do and things like that? They're not mocking him. Yeah. You know, and this fucking current shit generation will be mocking him or fucking what is it? Yeah. It's not. They just they just give him a cigarette and just asking him about that and just saying you know oh, thanks for talking and stuff like that. Yeah. And the guy's like oh, you know thanks for talking to me you know oh, people just don't. Um. So you've got. Well, I've kind of lost the front a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> Where have we gone with it? So I was saying about the um Faggot. Yeah, about the yeah, so about the, the, the that it. Um and so since got really I think I've put a scene where they actually talk about it and say, you know, should we be using the word faggot all this? Like, you know, when they sat around on the couches and what they said, the scrub said, Well would they have that would they have that conversation then? Would you have that conversation now, maybe? Would would those kids have that conversation then? You think, well, probably not. It, feel, it feels awkward mm. being there. And he said, well, leave it. Because it, it will feel false if you put it in there. Yeah. Because Scott Rudin is uh, gay. Mm. And so John said to him, start that. He said, and then before, he said, he said, and anyway, I don't think the word's in it anywhere near as much as you think it is. No, no. Um, and so there's bits like that. I, I, I do think it's a... Anything he does next, directing-wise, I oh, would yeah. absolutely be straight there. And yeah. it, it is, at the moment, it, it will be probably my top ten of the year. I was yeah. very, very yeah. taken with it. Yeah. Uh, it's brilliant. And it also, when it gets all of those beats, it gets all of those emotions, and it gets 
all those relationships built really strongly in under 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need longer to tell this story. And the soundtrack's incredible as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very taken with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very glad it surprised me. I'm actually surprised you as well. I think having a an experience of of that era and a specifically a more handle experience, I suppose. Yeah. If you were, for instance, now this the skate parks in York, for instance, we've got I think, a couple of skate parks. Yeah. You know, Ed Script, which for anybody who isn't from York. There's a lot of sort of suburbs around York, which I'm sure there's anywhere. Mm. But every single suburb seems to have a skate park. Yeah. But when in the mid nineties there wasn't any. No. And skaters weren't allowed to skate anywhere. No, no. Um I remember when the first one opened and it being like this massive big deal. Yeah, I mean I, I remember I remember being there. That the was the one opened. the car park, Boston Car Park, wasn't it? That was the first no, one. No, no, the first one was before that was where the um, where the fucking Witherspoons is now, on the Travelodge Hotel now, oh, in town. Oh, God, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, that was the first one that opened. It was only open every other Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was, I was very taken with that, but I do think a, a, an element of um, experiencing that era might hinge that, certainly. Uh, but our audience call for that. So, are you definitely shut that side? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely shit 88% uh, and touching cloth. 13 percent somehow. Um, hmm. yeah. No, it doesn't. But fine. Um, <laughs> like I said, we're not going to do um, what we've been watching because we'll, we'll do that more when we've got uh, Ian back around next time. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a slightly shorter show than usual. We still do have some questions that we've got. What? Cool, cool, cool. I don't know. Wow. Uh, so let me get to them. I'll just find them. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Dead ammo. It's not there. Uh, so, I'm just trying to find the question I put out to our audience. Our question for you uh, is inspired by mid 90s, being a 90s period piece. What period piece movie would you like to see? And who would stand direct? Uh, we almost lost this. Uh, Rick Kidd at Rick J. Kidd. Werner Herzog's Treasure Island focusing on Long John Silver dealing with his uh, duplicitous nature. Danny Day Lewis to play Silver. He's so method he'd spend months on one leg if he didn't actually saw his own leg off. <laughs> um, have you got one for that? I thought I didn't see it. I'm Did sorry. you not? No. Period pace. Um, I would go. I would like to have seen somebody I'd like to see probably Michael Mann yeah directing I'd like like to see a Michael Mann First World War movie We have a lot of Second World War movies, but I have an awful lot of First World War movies. I'd like to see Michael Mann do a First World War movie. What's Sion do a Vietnam movie? Sion do a specific Vietnam movie. He's yeah. done a couple more of it. Yeah. Um, 
That will never get made, will it? No, it will not get made. Um, so, <laughs> what was the other one that we got some questions from? Um, so, Rick Dickin, we all have Christmas movies that we watch at Christmas. Do you have any movies which you associate with and watch on bank holidays? For me, it's been quite a great escape, Ben Hur, etc. For bank holiday movies. We always used to watch stuff like Mary Poppins and all the movies and stuff when I was growing up. Exactly, they were literally on for free. Yeah, well, I want a thing really. No, I want definitely one in our house. No, but we don't ask that. Um, Weird that I would have thought you guys would have been an early adopter. No, you didn't. My dad always wanted it, but was never allowed it. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you, you, you sort of family movie. I'd often, um, because it was a longer weekend, so you'd get the Monday off as well. Yeah. I'd often probably rent a few more movies, so I put more movies on the lot of there. Yeah. But then I've always been to me watch things in like themes almost <laughs> yeah so i'd probably let's say if i was picking up a van damme movie rather than picking up a van damme movie and a swashman movie and a stallone movie or anything like that i'd have picked up like four van damme movies or <laughs> four stallone movies or four swashman movies or yeah. four westerns or anything like that yeah that's probably how i've done it um so there is there is that i would say um a yeah. slew of movies. Yes, a slew of movies. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, right. Yeah, definitely watched Mary Poppins more than a few times on Bloody Bank Holiday, so. <laughs> uh, Normella, uh, at the Normella. Uh, you get to replace Ian Loring permanently with one movie character as co host. <laughs> Who that? Mine is this guy. Critical analysis, storytelling, swearing, people at all. It's Mr. Uh, Brown from. Um, like it's a Steve Shemmy from Mesolagos. So one movie character. I think I've got mine. Four I need to find out his name. Mine would be Lewis, also known as Michael Pena from the Ant Man movies. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd like to have him. Doing all of the, I like to just have him doing all the synopsis. Yeah. Hmm. You don't know. You go for one. Go for one. Um. Quite like the kid from Deadpool. So. Ah, what's it called? Russell. Russell. Yeah, it's in the world of people. Yeah. Yeah. Russell, yes. So you want a sweary yeah. uh, New Zealand kid? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I can go with that. Or, or, similar thing. What's his face? The rock man out of Paul Ragnarok. Paul. Yeah. Did you notice he got a, 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 an emoji? No. Yeah, he's got an emoji. He's been added to the uh, Avengers emojis. Nice. And then a couple of days before Endgame comes out. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, that'll be alright, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of that. Either of them two. Either of them two. Either of them two. Yes, that was all of it. What are we covering next week, Ian? 
He's not here. Uh, Stop gesturing. Literally, literally, when Ian he, he messaged me and said, oh, are you right to record Tuesday of this week? I was like, yep, cool. He went, all right, cool. I thought, I have no idea what the fuck we're covering. <laughs> I don't know what we're covering, because literally, that is why I ask him every week what we're covering next week, Ian. Ian's job. But yeah, it is. But we are covering uh, Frank Across Concrete, which I'm very excited for. I don't, I don't really get your excitement. Craig S. Arla. I don't know who that is. Bone Tomahawk on Brawl and Cellbot 99. I'm not being Brawl. Brawl's very good. Brawl bullied me away, but it, it visceral as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, um, yeah, that's what we're doing. I'm covering that other one as well. I thought it was the that you said he wasn't going to get time to watch. What? I thought it was Grabbed Across Concrete that you said he couldn't watch. I think you watched that. So we also might be covering. We might. What I will be talking about Drag Across Concrete. We all might be talking about Drag Across Concrete or the man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely be watching that. Yeah. Well, we'll be, yeah. So fair enough. Because we watched that tonight. Right. Fair enough. Why fucking making? <laughs> um. So yes. So um. At Film Bastards. At Becky Hubs. At Dave Foss. At Ian Lauren. Um, Could be our first one for them. Cool. Just, just put yeah, the R. Yeah, I that, Mark. What? That's called that. Call what? That's like a really bad word. What? You know, I need to say it. What? Did I? You're going to say that edited something out of it. No, you said couldn't, but you said it. Oh. Uh, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Get it. Did go over your edit. You did a little bit of that, yeah. Catch it, put it back in there. Ah, uh, you are a bit, bit slow. Bit slow, awesome. Um, slow, that's slow but awesome. Slow, now I just want to call slow. Fair enough. <laughs> the way I'm awesome, but in the slow. Um, healthy lifestyle and all that lot. Say goodbye to the people, man. Huge yogurt, not mayonnaise. What? Just saying. I'm talking about coleslaw. What? Well, you brought it up. No, you said slawsome. Yeah, slawsome. <gasps> slawsome. That'd be a great name for a coleslaw company. Slossom. What? Just yeah. dropping gold fucking nuggets all over the place. Say good night to the people, Mark. Good night to the people, Mark. Here's a song. I don't Here's a song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
time just like someone took a knife Baby, edgy and dull and cut a six-inch valley through the middle of my skull At night I wake up with the sheets soaking wet And a freight train running through the middle of my head Only you 